So Minnesota fans, y'all want to talk about it or are we just going to pretend like it didn't happen? Welcome back everybody to the Center of College Football. My name is Jeffrey Calhoun, returning as always from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And today, my gosh, the sheer number of upsets last weekend. It was one of the greatest days of college football of my life, okay? I don't even care that my winning percentage or my correct percentage was like 6% lower than last week. I wouldn't have changed this week for the world. This was phenomenal. And I think we should just go ahead and jump right in. First off was Missouri at Boston College. I thought Missouri would win this, but Missouri or Boston College, you you showed up. And especially having Phil Jerkovic out, I mean, it's impressive what you guys did. Missouri's kicker's got ice in his veins, though. Like, let's give him a little bit of respect. This Boston College team is scary. The fact they're not ranked is honestly a travesty. I mean, look, yes, they don't have a great opponent. Missouri's a solid team. I'm aware Temple and UMass and Colgate aren't great, but okay, if Clemson's ranked at 22 with two losses, they shouldn't be ranked. Boston College deserves a spot. Maryland also deserves consideration. But shout out the Eagles. Y'all did well. Y'all got Clemson this week. Let's see what you can do. (laughs) Notre Dame at Wisconsin, or Notre Dame versus Wisconsin, I guess that is. Uh, Notre Dame, um, I don't know if the headline is you are really, really good or uh, Wisconsin is really, really bad. Think a little bit of both because y'all put up 41 points, 31 of which in the span of 15 minutes. Wisconsin, on the other hand, put up 13. Graham Mertz threw one touchdown and four interceptions. He has thrown more touchdowns to the other team than to his own team. Um, I don't know how we're supposed to take that. Um, this is, this is weird. I think Notre Dame's going to get kind of overinflated after beating a ranked team. They got Cincinnati this week. That's going to be one heck of a game. They played good football. They're a better team than I expected, but I don't think they're this playoff caliber team. Wisconsin, get your stuff together. Then we have Michigan at Rutgers. Or, I'm sorry, Rutgers at Michigan. Rutgers, y'all played lights out. I mean, look, Michigan has played amazing football this year. They dropped 63 on Northern Illinois. They blew Western Michigan to bits. And those are solid wins at this point. Especially, I mean, Northern Illinois beat a Georgia Tech team that not even North Carolina could beat. And Western Michigan knocked down Pitt pretty convincingly. And the fact that Rutgers was able to hold this running team one of the best rushing teams in the nation, to 112 yards. I mean, Blake Corum only had 68 yards on the day. You guys did something good. And uh, first of all, shout out Michigan. Rutgers defense is amazing. You guys played a good game, except your student section. You guys need to stay for games, and I, you suck, and I hate you. But shout out Rutgers. This is a good, really good Rutgers team. Clemson at NC State. So remember when y'all told me that NC State wasn't about to beat Clemson? Yeah, I forget. 27-21, double overtime. Clemson came into this game 60-2 when drawing first blood. They drew first blood, but they did not have the last laugh. NC State ripped this defense apart. 
Leary had four passing touchdowns, 238 yards, and Clemson just played bad. DJ went 12 for 26 for 111 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Rushing, he had about 63 yards, which is solid. Will Shipley was held to 36. He had a touchdown, which is impressive, but the thing is he's not going to be there next week because he is hurt, and Lynn Dixon Jr. is also hurt. They have Kobe Pace, who is currently sitting at 93 yards on the year. I really hope that he can be good. Justin Ross is there. He had two touchdowns but he also only had eight receptions. NC State knocked this team out. Look, Clemson's defense is really good. Like, I don't think anyone's denying that, but they do not have an offense. It's non-existent, and they're going to start playing good teams really soon. They got Boston College up next. Syracuse, honestly, isn't even that bad. Then they got Pitt on the road. For okay, they're going to be Florida State. Louisville could be difficult. Wake Forest could be difficult. Jury's still out on South Carolina. I mean, this could this could fall apart very quickly for Clemson. UTSA at Memphis. <laughs> I had UTSA losing one game this year. I thought this team was going to be absolutely insane. The one game I had them losing was to Memphis, and they beat Memphis. Memphis is coming straight off of a Mississippi State win, a team that beat NC State, who is, you know, now kind of good. I, I did not see this coming. I mean, UTSA is just killing it in every facet. And really, they've beaten their toughest opponents. Illinois on the road. I know Illinois is not that great, but a Power 5 team on the road is a Power 5 team on the road. Memphis on the road was tough. Really, the last really good team they have left is UAB. Western Kentucky may be tough, but if Cincinnati slips up, UTSA could be your New Year's Six team. Arkansas at Texas A&M. The score did not indicate how truly dominant Arkansas was in this game. It was 17-3 to at halftime. They kind of took their foot off the gas to end this. Arkansas is playing lights out. It's so crazy to see where they've come from two years ago, winning two games, getting blown to bits by Western Kentucky, losing to San Jose State. They have unloaded. I mean, Texas A&M is supposed to have one of the best defenses in the country, and Arkansas walks in and puts up almost 400, or I'm sorry, no, yeah, 450 yards. <laughs> 246 through the air, 195 on the ground. This Arkansas team is something special. I cannot wait to see them play next week against Georgia. College game day game. I will be there. I cannot wait to see you all. My goodness. Woo pig. Woo pig. UCLA at Stanford. UCLA really is proving that Fresno State's a great team, and it just was a kind of fluke loss because they went nuts. DTR had 252 yards in the air and then smack on another 32 yards on the ground for, you know, good measure. Four of the five touchdowns were scored by him, two in the air, two on the ground. Zach Charbonnet scored the other touchdown. I mean, this is a solid team just in every facet, and they're probably the favorites to win the Pac-12 South now. Arizona State, jury's kind of still out on them. Arizona is, in fact, Arizona. I don't see them doing anything ever, ever. Utah is kind of completely falling apart. Colorado lost to Minnesota, 
who lost to Bowling Green State. We will rant about that later. And USC is bad. So I think UCLA at the moment is the clear favorite to win the South. So shout out them. Michigan State, Nebraska. Nebraska, shout out your defense. Your defense played lights out. They played phenomenal. They did not allow a single point in the second half. They did not allow a first down in the second half. They allowed about 12 yards. Nebraska skill players, good job. Martinez had 236 yards, one ill-advised interception. On the ground, you guys had two touchdowns, both by Martinez. Good job. Your offensive line and your special teams need serious help. Michigan State hasn't had a punt return touchdown in 10 years. When they, the last time they scored a punt return touchdown, you hadn't played a full season in the Big Ten. Your offensive line had like six penalties because, you know, that's acceptable. Michigan State, you are a good team. You are a very good team. Nebraska is not that bad. I'm learning that. I'm really scared they're going to fall apart, though, because it's Nebraska. And I've watched this team my entire life, and that is what they do. So, shout out Michigan State. You played well. Nebraska, most of your team played well. Special teams, offensive line, get it together. Oklahoma State, Kansas State. I I really wanted Kansas State to win this one. I thought Kansas State would win this one. This game was not as close as it looked. Oklahoma State was up 31-13 at the half, and they just kind of took their foot off the gas, realized they didn't need to do much more. Spencer Sanders went completely crazy, 344, two touchdowns, averaging 10.1 yards. Smack on another 137 yards on the ground for good luck. Kansas State, I don't think, is a bad team. I think they're pretty solid. Had about 200 yards in the air, which isn't bad. You know, they just, they played a good team. Oklahoma State is really surprising me this year. They're a lot better than I expected. I think the Big 12 is a lot more wide open than people expect this year. Then Oklahoma at West Virginia. I'm sorry, West Virginia at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you did not win this game. You didn't win this game. West Virginia lost this game. You did not win, Oklahoma. Don't get it twisted. West Virginia lost. Oklahoma didn't lead for a single second of the game. They scored a field goal at triple zeros to win it. West Virginia just just screwed up at points. Stupid penalties, stupid plays, stupid letups. They should have won this game. And here's the thing. Oklahoma is the most overrated team in the country right now. If they lost all the one-score games they played, they would be 1-3. Outside of Western Carolina, the most they've beaten a team by is seven points against Nebraska. Reminder, Illinois beat them by eight. So there's that. And they got some real tough games coming up. They got Kansas State next week, who completely owns Oklahoma. They got Texas the week after, which, okay, Texas is overhated at this point. Yes, they got blown out by Arkansas, but Arkansas is really good. Like, really good. They got... (laughs) <laughs> they got Texas Tech, who, I don't know, might do something. They got Baylor, who is, I, I guess, really good now. They got Oklahoma State on the road. And here's the thing. Four of those five really tough games are on the road. Kansas State, Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, all road games. They could lose all of those because this team is not the team that I think we all expected this year. Definitely not the one I expected. 
So overall, I had a 73.1 correct percentage, 49 correct, 18 incorrect. Not a bad week, not great, but, you know, it is what it is. So, moving on to the playoff eliminator, we came into this week with 59 teams vying for a spot and leave with 45. Starting with the SEC, they came in with 12 teams and walk out with 10. South Carolina took their second loss to Kentucky, and Missouri took their second loss to Boston College. Texas A&M took their first loss, but it was to Arkansas, so they are still alive. Tennessee also took their first loss, but it was to Florida, so they are still fine. Wait, no, scratch that. I apologize. There's an error there. Tennessee has been eliminated from the playoffs as they took their second loss to Florida. I apologize. They lost to Pitt earlier this year. Sorry about that. Just going to fix that real quick because I will take any chance whatsoever to make sure Tennessee suffers. Roll Tide. Moving on to the ACC. They came into this week with like no teams left. They had nine left and walk out with six. Virginia got blown to bits by Wake Forest. That was weird. North Carolina lost by 23 to Georgia Tech. That was weird. Clemson lost to NC State, which is funny. <clears throat> they have six teams left. Five of them are in the Atlantic Division. Virginia Tech is trying not to die. Moving on to the Big 12, they came into this week with nine teams left and walk out with also six. Iowa State took their second loss of the year to Baylor, which was really weird because Baylor it was bad. TCU took their first loss, but it was to in-state rival SMU, who is in fact a group of five team. So they can't go to the playoffs now. And West Virginia lost. Oklahoma didn't beat them. They lost by three, which is their second loss. So they are gone too. Moving over to the American, they came into this week with three teams left and walk out with two as Memphis lost to UTSA. SMU and Cincinnati are the last teams remaining in the American. Independence came into this week with four teams left and walk out with three as Liberty lost at the gun to Syracuse. Kind of a bummer. I was really rooting for this Liberty team. They got Notre Dame, Army, and BYU left. Moving on to the Sun Belt, they came in with two teams left and walk out with two. Coastal Carolina and South Alabama both <laughs> advanced. Um... South Alabama had a bye week, so they kind of couldn't lose, except South Alabama. They might have. So they got those two left. Then moving into the Conference USA, they came into this week with one team left, and UTSA continues to roll as they did over Memphis. Big Ten came into this week with 10 teams left and walk out with eight. Wisconsin took their second loss of the year to Notre Dame. And Minnesota, you were a 30.5-point favorite to one Bowling Green State University. You didn't win a single game last year. Minnesota, you had the longest active winning streak against non-conference opponents. A lot of people thought that streak would come to an end against Colorado. I was one of those people. I thought Colorado would beat you. Then you beat them by a lot. And I was like, oh, Minnesota's good. They may lose some games this year. Nebraska could be tough. Wisconsin could be tough. But Bowling Green State. Bowling... Green, State University. Probably the worst team, arguably, before this game, the worst team in the country. And you lost to them. 14-10. to 10. Bowling Green State. 
yeah, you ain't going to the playoffs ever, ever. You're done. You're done forever. Um, so yeah, they have six teams left, or I'm sorry, eight teams left. Six of them are in the East. Iowa and Purdue are trying not to die. Moving over to the Pac-12, they came into this week with pretty much nobody left because the Pac-12 is really bad at football. They have five teams left and walk out with three. Stanford lost their second game to UCLA and USC got blown to bits by Oregon State at home. If I told you at the beginning of the year, the last three teams left vying for a playoff spot would be Oregon, Arizona State, and Oregon State. Would you believe me? Don't think I believe me either. Anyways, moving on to the Mountain West, they came into this week with two teams left. Three teams left, correction. And Utah State took their first loss to Boise because Boise is Boise. Wyoming and San Diego State remain unbeaten and unbothered. And the entire MAC is dead. They are all dead, except Bowling Green. You can't make the playoffs, but I'm still very proud of you because you beat Minnesota. Minnesota, we're never letting you live this down. Also, Nebraska, if you lose to Minnesota this year, I will hate you forever. No one has officially been eliminated from their conference play, which... North, I don't even know. So much is happening. There's got to be a lot of teams that don't make it because just nothing makes sense anymore, and I hate everything. But we'll go ahead and jump into next week's games, and you guys are going to get mad at me because I have a lot of controversial picks this week, and I will stand by all of them. So, starting off, first game, Friday night game, Iowa at Maryland. Gimme Maryland. Because here's why. Okay, this is... The perfect, and I mean perfect, recipe for an upset, okay? They're both 4-0. One of them is ranked 5th in the nation. One of them isn't ranked at all. You think that's going to make Maryland a little upset? Especially when they have wins over, you know, teams like West Virginia. <laughs> that's probably going to make them a little upset. It's at home for Maryland. It's a Friday night game. Iowa plays Penn State next week. Who do you think is going to, you know... Light up alarm bells a little more for them. The unranked team or the number four team? <laughs> Iowa's offense is the complete polar opposite of Nebraska's offense. Their skill players aren't that good. Tyler Goodson's good. I'll admit that. Their, their running back's good. Their O-line is just so dominant that they don't need great, <laughs> great skill players. Maryland, on the other hand, plays lights out. They're one of the most fast-paced offenses in the nation. Iowa has a good defense. I'll give them that. But Maryland's is underrated, especially through the air. This is a good team. And I, frankly, the way that Iowa played against Colorado State, they beat them by less than an FCS team. Granted, that FCS team was South Dakota State. But, I mean, <laughs> this is the perfect recipe for an upset. So, yeah, give me the Terps here. Next up, you got Arkansas at Georgia. First, this is kind of an upset alert because, you know, number two versus number eight. Georgia's a massive favorite, though. Minus 18 and a half. Look, I love Arkansas. It'd be cool to see the Cinderella story keep going, and I think they're going to keep going, but it's going to take a big hit here. Georgia is just playing amazing. They put up 62 against Vanderbilt. I'm aware it's Vanderbilt, but it's also 62 points. I mean, they're beating everyone by just so much. Their defense isn't allowing points. The most points they've let up the entire year is 13. 
this is a good team. Arkansas's not bad, and they have been known to shock people so far. But I don't know if they have a road game, period. Yeah, they don't have a single true road game. And game day atmosphere in Athens is going to be intense. So give me the Bulldogs here. Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Okay, I talked about this a little bit before. I don't think Notre Dame is as good as advertised. Like, they're, they're good. I'm going to say that. But Cincinnati is sneaking around a little bit, being a good team. They're number seven in the nation, but no one's really talking about them. They had a bye week to prep. And they know that really the way Indiana has played, UCF losing to Louisville, this is their best shot. They have to win this to get into the playoffs. They absolutely have to. And they have to win convincingly. They're a two and a half point favorite. And I think there's a reason for that. I think they go on the road and get a huge win against Notre Dame. But yeah, this is this is going to be a great game. Then, second very controversial pick. Ohio State out of Rutgers. Give me the Scarlet Knights. Because here's the thing, okay? Ohio State hasn't impressed me at all. Okay? Kyle McCord is playing... Or not Kyle McCord. Is that right? Yes, Kyle McCord. Why was I thinking KJ? I don't know. Kyle McCord is playing pretty good football. I'm glad they started him. He's playing a lot better. But... They're still not doing great, and it's not just the Oregon game to me. It's the fact that they struggled against Tulsa. It's the fact they struggled against Minnesota. It's the fact they even let Akron draw first blood. And Rutgers is playing amazing. They beat Syracuse, who now looks like a really good team. They held Michigan to 20 points and under 120 yards. It's at home. Rutgers' defense is pretty underrated, and I think they have a shot at pulling off an upset here. Plus, Ohio State plays Maryland next week, and if this goes as planned and Maryland beats Iowa, Ohio State's alarm bells are going to be that much more focused towards Maryland. So, yeah, give me the Scarlet Knights here for beating Ohio State the first time ever. Time for round three of controversial picks with Jeffrey Olmes at Alabama. Here's the thing. I've been saying for months, and I love Alabama. I've talked about this. I've been saying for months that Ole Miss is going to beat Alabama. Matt Corral is probably the best quarterback in the country, and they've beaten way better teams than Alabama has. Alabama's one quality win at the moment is Florida, and they beat Florida by two points. Ole Miss is going absolutely crazy. And here's the thing. You look at the matchups at the moment, Ole Miss is more impressive. They're second in the nation in total offense, 18th in passing, 5th in rushing. Alabama's 38th in total offense, 26th in passing, and 124th on the ground. 124th. It's not great. Again, they struggled against Florida. Ole Miss is just playing amazing, dominant football. Louisville hasn't lost a game to them yet. I'm sorry, lost a game outside of Ole Miss. They had a bye week to prep. They're ready. This is a huge game for them. And honestly, with the way Texas A&M has played, this could win them the SEC West. That Arkansas-Ole Miss game next week is going to be amazing. That better be game day. (laughs) Round four of controversial picks with Jeffrey. Oklahoma at Kansas State. So, you know, I was talking about how Kansas State completely owns Oklahoma. Yeah, they're going to do it again. They're going to pull off a hat trick. Kansas State's beating Oklahoma again. Because here's the thing. Oklahoma is not waking up, okay? They're 4-0. That's true. They struggled against Tulane. Okay, 
You struggled against Tulane at home. Maybe you should kind of wake up. They struggled against Nebraska at home. Maybe you should kind of wake up. They struggled against West Virginia at home. Maybe you should kind of wake up. Nothing is waking them up. Kansas State is playing really good ball. I'm aware they lost to Oklahoma State, but they beat Nevada, who's a great team. They beat Stanford, who's not a pushover. It's at home. Even without Skylar Thompson, they're playing okay. And this is probably the best team that Oklahoma's played so far. So yeah, give me the Wildcats for a third consecutive year. The last time Oklahoma beat Kansas State, I was a freshman. And the next time Oklahoma beats Kansas State, I will probably be a freshman, but in college. Give me the Wildcats. Baylor and Oklahoma State is the next game up. I'm excited for this game. These are two teams that I really did not think would be this good so far. Oklahoma State, I thought it would be 2-2. Two and two. Baylor, I thought it would be 3-1 and one with only garbage wins. But they've both been really good. They're both ranked inside the top 25. This is usually a pretty underrated matchup. And honestly, this is a game that I got to give to the home team. I think Oklahoma State's played a little better, a little more consistently. Yes, Baylor has that win over Iowa State, but I'm not sure how good Iowa State is this year. They haven't impressed me all that much. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Cowboys here. Next up might seem like a weird pick for one of my games of the week, but I'm excited about this game. ULL versus South Alabama. Okay, I said since the beginning of the year that South Alabama was going to beat ULL. South Alabama's been about as good as I expected them to be. ULL's been way worse, okay? They barely beat Nichols State. They lost to Texas. They barely beat Georgia Southern. South Alabama, yeah, they've had some struggle wins, but I'm looking at that Bowling Green State win, you know, three points on the road. Looked really embarrassing. It doesn't look that bad anymore. They had a bye week to get ready for this. It's at home. They're in the same division. This could be <laughs> divisional championship for them. You know, they got a couple tough teams to get by after this. ULM kind of shocked some people. Arkansas State's going to be tough. Troy, App State, they're going to be difficult. Coastal, Tennessee on the road, those are going to be tough, but this is a huge game for them. Next up, Arizona State at UCLA. This, honestly, these are the best two teams in the Pac-12 South, in my opinion, at this point. And this, for lack of a better term, could really be the divisional championship. I, I think even if UCLA loses this game, they're probably still going to win the division. But it's a late-night game. It's at home for UCLA. I think they realize the gravity, the ramifications of this game. And I think they win pretty easily against Arizona State. So those are my top 10 games for the week. Now I want to go over my upset alerts real quick. First off is Duke and North Carolina. Duke, I don't know how I feel about them yet. Because ever since that Charlotte loss, they've played really well. But they're not playing great opponents. They're 3-1. and one. UNC is two and two. They got blown to bits by North or to Georgia Tech. They lost to Virginia Tech. Duke's Duke's name doesn't end in Tech, so I think they'll be fine. But it's an old rivalry game. It could be something. Next up, Ohio at Akron. I'm not exactly sure why Ohio is almost a ten point favorite here, because Ohio's been just kind of unimpressive this year. Akron's 1-3. Ohio hasn't won a game. They lost to Duquesne. They didn't show any fight against Syracuse, ULL, or Northwestern. 
Akron's shown a little bit of a spark here and there. And, you know, not a huge game, but something I'd keep an eye out for. Next up, Bowling Green at Kent State. Kent State's a massive favorite, especially off of Bowling Green beating Minnesota, being 2-2. Two and two. They're, They may be a solid team this year. Kent State, the jury's still out on them because they're 1-3, and three, but their three losses are to Texas A&M, Iowa, and Maryland. Those are pretty respectable losses, in my opinion. They're a 17-point favorite. This could get interesting. Last up is La Tech, NC State. NC State is coming off of a huge win against Clemson. And I think Louisiana Tech is better than people give them credit for. They've kind of choked away a couple games. But the nice thing is we have similar opponents to look at. They both lost to Mississippi State. That's true. La Tech lost by one. NC State lost by 14. There's something to be said about that. And this could turn interesting. So... Those are my upset alerts, and we'll go ahead and go with my game day picks for week six. Number three is Maryland at Ohio State, especially if both these teams win. This could be a really good game on the road, chance to go to the shoe, maybe fun. Number two, Red River Shootout, Oklahoma versus Texas. Both these teams are going to have to win, in my opinion, to get this, especially with the number one game, because the number one game is just going to be amazing. But... It's possible, but the game that I really think will get it, win or lose for either of these teams, is Arkansas-Ole Miss, especially if Ole Miss wins. Win or lose for Arkansas, really, but especially if Ole Miss wins, this is going to be it. Because this, <laughs> I mean, look, Ole Miss would be 4-0, beat in Alabama. Arkansas would be 4-1, with their only loss being to a Eastern rival, or Eastern opponent, this could turn into the SEC West Championship if Alabama's not careful. So I honestly think that game is the best game by a landslide. So yeah, those are my picks for the week. Yes, I have Iowa, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Alabama, and Ohio State all losing. These are my takes. Come back to this at the end of the week. I choose violence. I choose chaos. With that, I am your host, Jeffrey Kelly, recording as always from the Center of College Football, signing out.